The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. It's great to be uh, back on the um, show again this week. Um, I just want to say, firstly, a big thank you to Terry Brock, who was on the show last week talking about social media and our commerce or relationship marketing. And uh, Terry did an amazing thing. He actually also managed a video of talking, Terry in Florida, myself in the United Kingdom, and uh, the producers in Phoenix. And he actually videoed that. If you want to see that video, um, it's on bemoreachievemore.com. I put it into the latest blog. Um, and it's, uh, there's some fantastic information. I've myself been um, using some of that information this week and uh, taking some of Terry's recommendations. So go to the change. I'm also excited that it's, it's live this week from South Africa. So uh, that's something, uh, something new for the show as well with good guests Michael Jackson and Jeff Ram. And we're talking about change and how to thrive when you'll be 44 times busier than 2020. I'll explain, we'll explain that, I'm sure, in a moment. Now, the amount of change impacting business today would, in the 1980s even, have seemed unbelievable. Now, I'm just hanging on to um, my early 30s, 40s, sorry, I can just about say that still, and I can even remember the first home computer, and then you could program it to get 59 seconds um, before it actually ran out of processing power. And now look what we have. And in 30 years' time, our fancy smartphones will also probably seem like a, a bit of a joke like that. Can you remember life without emails? Um, some of you certainly will. And what about social media? I was just reading about an event um, next week in London, and I think there's something like 120 speakers talking about social media. Ten years ago, if someone said social media to you, what would it mean? As we move through the 21st century, predictions are this rate of change will continue to accelerate and we're going to get busier and busier. So as business people, what should we be doing right now and how should we be doing it so that we can benefit rather than fall victim to this phenomena? Let's find out from our guest today. Now on this show, we have two leading international experts and they really, really are. They're, they're both dialing, as I mentioned, on landline from South Africa in fact, we're all actually using a landline today. As broadband in South Africa is not as powerful as the U.S. and U.K. yet. Uh, oh, how South Africans, I'm sure, will laugh in a few years' time. But, you know, we have uh, with Jeff Ram today. Um, Jeff uh, is backed by popular demand. He's the first guest ever to appear twice on this show. He's a multi-award-winning professional marketing speaker. He's based in the United Kingdom. 
number currently in South Africa. He's spoken to rave business reviews throughout Europe, Southern Africa, the Middle East. He's renowned as the Billy Connolly of marketing uh, for his intellect and humor, I, I imagine, as opposed to his swearing, which I've never, ever heard him do. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, I've never been near him when he's, um, he's dropped something heavy on his foot. But he, he's the creator of observational marketing and a fellow of the Professional Speaking Association in the United Kingdom. Um, lots of other things. He's a UK enterprise ambassador. Hi, Jack. How are you? I'm very well, Chris, and hello to all your listeners at Voice America. Fantastic. Great to have you back. Now, Jeff, you will probably remember that after we did the last show, we, we chatted, and I asked you, who was the one person in the world you would most like to be on a radio show with? And I, I'm sure you remember because you said Michael Jackson. Now, my uh, initial uh, reaction... Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because it, it sometimes raises an eyebrow when I say, you know, I've, I've been speaking with Michael Jackson. People think, you know, I've got a, a Ouija board of some sort, but... Uh, yeah, the, the, the phenomenal speaker who is Michael Jackson, who I've just been speaking with this week at some large conferences in here in, in Johannesburg. And I just thought it would just be such a treat uh, for the Voice America listeners to hear some of these brilliant insights. Uh, absolutely. So, so we're talking about the other Michael Jackson. Um, yes, we are. <laughs> we are. And uh, my, this, this Michael Jackson um, has over 25 years of strategic business, marketing and communications experience. He was born in Britain, trained in business strategy development and communication. He's worked personally with Richard Branson, as well as directors of many leading global businesses, such as Microsoft, Nike, and Hewlett-Packard. Now, Michael moved to South Africa to work in international advertising, and today, now, he's a full-time global professional speaker, a master of ceremonies, a writer, and a specialist in business change. He spoke, speaks at around 150 conferences and seminars a year to audiences ranging from factory workers to heads of state. Um, I read that Michael was even described by Nelson Mandela as a national treasure. Now, he's spoken, he tells me, on change to over a 1,000 audiences, so this is going to be a fascinating show. Listen carefully. Take some notes. If you want to send, uh, ask any questions, if you've got the time, if you email me at info at bemoreachievemore.com, we'll see if we have the time to answer any of those. Or afterwards, send us something on Facebook, um, Be More Achieve More. Michael, welcome as well to the show. Great to have you here. Chris, thank you very much indeed. It's an honor to be on Voice America for the first time. Nice to be working with you, sir. And hello to all of our listeners across the world. Fabulous. Great, great to have you here. I can, de I can detect both an English accent and a South African one. In your yeah, I'm kind of a cross between two continents, I'm afraid. I've been uh, living in South Africa now for uh, just on 20 years. I came out of the country, was opening up, and I was, I was brought across by an international advertising agency to conquest new business markets here in what they used to call deepest, darkest Africa. And I've had a fun and checkered career, culminating in you know, working with Nelson Mandela on several occasions. And... Uh, I've been very privileged and very blessed. So it's nice for me to be able to give back a little as well, you know, to the audiences as well as our listeners on your show today, Chris. Fantastic. Well, this show is certainly about giving, giving back. So let's start um, by asking you, Michael. I'd love to know what, you know, when it comes to business and technology, everything's speeding up. Now, what do you mean by change and how can you put the change that's happened to it into a context? I guess in real terms, you know, we're living in a period of change in human history that is unsurpassed. No one has ever had this much change ever thrust upon them. 
as our generation, even the previous generation, and of course our children going into the next generation. And really it stems back from living memory. If you look at the birth of the information technology era, and you give that a birthday for argument's sake of the 1st of January 1950, our world has been changing since that time in ways that are literally astounding. You know, you go back to what you learned at school, for example, about the Industrial Revolution, 1750 to 1950. During that period when people moved off the land and into, into cities and towns and an industrial society, the world really changed very slowly. It took 200 years to fully fledge the Industrial Revolution. But since the 50s, when the dawn of the IT revolution began, our world, for those of us who track it, has been moving in 10-year cycles. So you could, if you wanted to, since the 50s, take a brand, a product, a business, and move it globally and build a global business in a 10-year period. Now, that was unheard of. Since the dawn of the new century, though, it's gotten even quicker. Today, we're seeing global cycles swing in three-year periods. Every 36 months, our world is changing fundamentally. And so as a result of that, the, the compression of change that's been built in for the last 62 years has quite simply been staggering. And, and you mentioned, uh, I, I read somewhere, I can't remember it was, but you mentioned that, I don't know, there's a video on your site actually, that you need to predict, or it's been predicted, that we'll be 44 times busier as a consequence in 2020. I mean, are we going to self-combust by 2030? <laughs> Chris, I certainly hope not. Um, the, the numbers, though, are staggering indeed. Um, the, the quote, and I spend half my life speaking around the world on change and half my life spending my time studying the concept of change. I came across that quote about the world being 44 times busier in a report issued by the American research company IDC in the third quarter of 2011. Now, IDC, a much-respected research organization around the world, big into the world of technology, big into the world of trends and change, and in this report, they kind of slipped in this thing that said, by 2020, each one of us can expect to be 44 times busier than we are today. We're handling 44 times more data, doing 44 times as many things. And when you mention that to people, as you've just done, the normal response is, there is no way I'm going to be able to cope at that kind of speed. Although the question I'd put to you before I answer it, because I really think we'll be able to, is... You know, 2020 is about 95, 96 paychecks from today. What were you doing, though, 95 or 96 paychecks ago back in 2003? Could you have ever imagined you would, you'd be dealing with the kind of world and the business environment that we're living in today? And the answer, of course, is no. I mean, the numbers are staggering. Today, around the world, in 24 hours, global GDP is about 173 billion U.S. dollars a day. Now, that's a lot of business. When you go back to 1950, that birth of technology, we were lucky that the world did $140 billion globally in a year. So we're doing more business in a day now than the world did in the whole year of 1950. And as a result of that, the impact upon our lives, you know, the amount of phone calls that we send, even old technology, the amount of mail. I mean, we're doing more, more phone calls in a day than the world made in the whole year of 1980. We're sending more mail, the postal system, around the world in one day today than we did in 1970. How we're sending more emails, Chris, in one day today than the world sent in the whole year of 1994. And text messages, 
How about this one? We're sending more text messages around the world today now, every day in 24 hours, than the world sent in the whole year of 2001. We're under pressure, mate. Wow. Now, one, of, one of the things, Michael, that I, I, I sort of read about relating to this change and people's ability to react to it, we've clearly got technology that can help us, but you know, our, our minds and our brains were developed to operate potentially at a different speed um, from uh, the times we spent as sort of cavemen um, right the way through to, as you mentioned, the Industrial Revolution period. Are we actually um, sort of biologically able to adapt at that pace to be able to cope with the pressure? Yeah, I think so, Chris. Although, as a man, we're struggling. You know, the women have multitasked as it was for years and years and years. And we still, as males, admire the female part of the species because they just do it so well. But I think that the issue is that we grasp it. We can cope with it. You know, you wouldn't have conceived in 2003, as I say, what you're doing today, um, you know, just simply in the day-to-day core of your business. By 2020, when we're 44 times busier, what we've got to do is we've got to learn to be smarter, not work harder. So we're going to have to be very precise with the things that we do. We still, as humans, need eight hours of sleep every night. But, Chris, I doubt that you got eight hours of sleep last night, and I know that I didn't, because the pressures, the demands that are upon us are absolutely huge. But when you cope with it, when you start to manage yourself better, I think the human brain's got all the capacity that we need. We'll be doing a lot more than 44 times uh, busier, but beyond uh, 2020, I think our lives are going to change fundamentally. As long as we learn how to change with technology, as long as we embrace it, as long as we work with the very best of it and disregard the stuff that, that can kind of slow you down or snarl you up. And that's really part of the aspect of coping with change. But I think we can do it. Great. I'm relieved. <laughs> Jeff, um, I've got about only two minutes to answer, uh, ask you this question. So, but um, what about marketing? It seems like you know, I should be ripping up all my old university marketing textbooks these days. You know, what's happening with marketing? <laughs> uh, Chris, you can you can come round to my house and we'll have a we'll have a bonfire of old marketing books. So which you're burning? It's, um, uh, yeah, I, I would I would I would honestly say that you know at least three quarters of the books that I've got on my shelf in the office right this moment, um, three quarters of them can can almost be ripped up. Can all you know if, if things have changed at an alarming pace? I mean, I I, I look at the books that I I was studying and then worked with. Uh, at university, and it's it's frightening. It really is. There's nothing about so much of the the marketing aspects that we work. Yeah, it's easy to go down the social media route, of course, but there is nothing there in such a short space of time from from graduating some years ago. Um, yeah, we can rip them up. However, there's a quarter of the books that I think are timeless, um, and we shouldn't always get sucked into the technology side with marketing because you know what, Michael and I had a coffee at the, the Great Mug and Bean here, uh, just around the corner, and <laughs> Michael mentioned, you know, it, it's a very expensive place to have a coffee. It's £200 for a cup. Mm. I said £200 is a year because that's how much I spend every year because the service in here is brilliant. I come here so often. So 25% of the books we can keep, the service will... The old ways, the old technologies, the, the old traditions of service of remembering somebody's name. That will never, ever change, and it, neither should it. It's interesting when I see no, so much busy, and I'm thinking, you know, eight hours sleep. When was the last time I've had eight hours sleep? For the last four nights, I've, I've done four to five hours sleep. 
And I've got big talk to do. The next morning, I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm going to change it slightly. I'm going to add something else into the talk to, to deliver it for the audience. But I can also go online and download a photograph or get some information within seconds. So what would have took me a lifetime five or six years ago to grab an image, download it, um, is now taking me seconds. So, yes, we're speeding up. But thankfully, to help in, in our marketing, we can actually get our hands on information an awful lot quicker. We can go on our, our tablets and get information on the fingertips about markets and about customer trends. Where before, what would we have to do? Do it ourselves? Go to a research company and spend weeks and months? And by the time we've got information, it's already out of date. I think now Very the great true. thing to do for marketing is we, we can be proactive as well as reactive very, very quickly. Very true. We've got to go to a commercial break now, uh, Jeff, but please, people, you do uh, hang on. This is going to be a fabulous uh, uh, interview. There's lots more to come. So speak to you all after today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you lead a team of any kind, you need to listen to this show. Tune in to Leading with Emotional Intelligence, hosted by Esther Orioli. Esther provides you with the tools and techniques you need to harness the power of EQ to stop setting goals and start changing behaviors in your organization. Get the latest concepts in EQ from a top-of-the-house perspective and have your questions answered on air. Leading with Emotional Intelligence is broadcast live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Rivez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Great. Hi, it's Chris Cooper here of bemoreachievemore.com with uh, Michael Jackson, um, the other Michael Jackson, and uh, Jeff Ram. And we were talking about, uh, about change and the rate of change before the break. And I just wanted to just quickly ask, uh, Michael, what's driving that change? Would it ever come to change has been driven purely and simply by, the, by your customers. You know, in terms of business, and we're talking largely to a business audience today, you know, your customers have actually become your competitors in recent years. 
And the old style of doing business with customers has had to be changed completely as a direct result. You know, I think the old formula for business used to be, let's look at what we did in the past. Let's do a bit more of what we did in the past today, and hopefully that will give us a sense of future. So the formula, if you're looking for a scientific formula, was past plus present equals your future. And that was good enough in the 20th century. But today, in a world that's changing that often, it's become what you're doing today plus what you do that's different that might give you a sense of future. Predominantly because your customers have all the knowledge, all the options. Chris, they've got all the choices. They've got all the power. In fact, the only thing that customers have lost on this journey since the 50s are the two fundamental foundation stones, if you will, upon which business built itself, the rock upon which business built itself during the 1950s. And those two cornerstones or foundation stones were loyalty and trust. I mean, loyalty. Look at that for a second today. You've got unlimited choice. You can put anything you want in a shopping basket from anywhere in the world, thanks to the technology that we have freely available today. So why would you be loyal? You know, if you phone the World Wildlife Fund and say how many creatures remain loyal on this planet's surface, they're going to tell you just one species. You want loyalty? Buy yourself a dog, because it doesn't matter how you treat a dog, it's always going to come back to you. What we've got to remember, of course, is our customers, well, they're not dogs, although some of them act like that occasionally. Those are the ones you want to send to your competitors. The other thing is trust, Chris, because I don't trust my bank today, so why would I trust you and your business? And those two foundation stones have been so badly eroded, they're very, very hard to win back. Your customer is so empowered, you've got more technology often than you have in your business, and therefore has become your master, demanding a seat at your boardroom table, dealing with issues and your business issues where you're now having to deal with things like ethics and social responsibility, environmental stuff. These weren't things that were invented by businesses, because, hey, times are tough enough, it's hard enough just to make the widgets and sell them, right? These are issues brought to the boardroom table by a very empowered customer base. And because of that, people have changed massively. And the way that we do everything in the world has had a knock-on effect, because you and I got more information at our fingertips. Yeah, yeah. Great. And, and Jeff, I'd like to ask you a, a question around, you know, what do you think if we don't embrace this change... And I think you started, we started to talk about in the break, you know, people still want that personal touch. They still want, you know, this loyalty and trust is, important, is, is very important. These are fundamentals. Um, but what are the risks to entrepreneurs if they don't embrace it and, and move with it and come to it? It's, it's, it's almost the easiest answer. Um, you know, with, with, with everything going at a rate of knots, if the, the only risk, it, 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 it's got to be the obvious one, it, it, you'll start slowing down. Um, if you're not embracing the change, your customers and your competitors are, it's, 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 you're, going to, you're going to slow down your competitors. It, well, they're just going to overtake you. Um, and you will be left behind. You will be left behind. It's, um, it's, it's a huge risk. But it's interesting when you say the word risk. Because, you know, the, the true entrepreneurs listening on Voice America right now, the true entrepreneurs, um, they take risks. Corporates and... and, and and you know, organizations, they, they, will, they will take risks. So maybe it's not such a negative word, but as long as it can see them as opportunities. And um, certainly technology and then sort of the marketing and the information that we have nowadays at our disposal, at our fingertips. Um, I certainly give entrepreneurs, and I'll, I'll, I'll look, look at it as small, medium enterprises, the, the micro business of this world, technology 
and marketing, it's now give the small person on the high street license to compete. You know, websites, uh, social media, of course, it's give us license. Um, but it's, it's funny, you see, over, over the break there, you know, the great Terry Brock, we all know Terry very well, and he did a fantastic interview um, online on video. Now, I've never done that, Chris. Um, and there's a huge market for it where you can't get to an event and somebody wants to speak. And yet, I've been brought halfway around the world to deliver three events this week because people want the face-to-face. People still want the eye-to-eye, the handshake, and the, the meeting with the client. So I think there's, we've got to embrace those, you've got to see those risks as opportunities. Um, and you know what? Service will, will always win through. Great service. I, I guess it's a bit like having a, you know, having a beer. You, you have some take-homes that you, you drink at home and like some educational material that's good to listen to at home. However, there's nothing like having a beer with your mates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's, let's move on to um, sort of trends because I think these are really important for people listening. Now, what are the trends over the next five to ten years in business and technology, Michael, that people really need to be aware of? Uh, for me, you could summarize that really, Chris, in three Cs. Content, communication, and collaboration. And I guess if you look at the evolution of the Internet, which is probably the strongest driving technology that's uniting our planet and truly making it a global village, just like we're talking now on Voice America. I mean, this, this is the future of radio. Sure, there's a, there's a niche section you know, for small community broadcasts, but this globalization, the part of the program that we're on now, is absolutely superb. And those three things, content, communication, and collaboration, really apply to what the, the, the experts call Internet 3.0. Go back in the age of technology. When the Internet was born, we connected all of our, our, our PCs to each other, and we all thought that was quite thrilling. You know, um, Internet 2.0, um, after the 1990s, came in the year 2000 and through that first decade of this new millennium. And there we wanted to use it as a source of information, of almost communication, and um, really when email was a big deal back in 1994. Email is about to be a dead technology, I and mean, it's being replaced by what we're all involved in now, voiceover internet protocol. Email is slow, it's clumsy. And besides, we wanted more from our internet as consumers than just really mailing each other. So where we are now since 2010, the third incantation of the internet, internet 3.0, and that really is strongly about content, communication, collaboration. Now we're truly a global village doing what we're doing on your show here on Voice America, and it's absolutely superb. Real people, whether they're entrepreneurs, as Jeff mentioned, or large corporates that dominate the global landscape, all of us are level on the playing field thanks to technology. So for me, those are the key trends. You need to make sure that you're managing what you're saying, your content, who you're saying it to, your customers through, uh, through communication, and the third thing is collaboration. It's a two-way dialogue now in business. It's not a monologue. It used to be businesses starting forth into the great unknown, talking about what they were doing and how good they were. Today, though, your customers talk back, and their voice is as big as the biggest corporate advertising or marketing budget. So those are my trends. Fantastic. And, and how, about, how about you, Jeff? Anything from a marketing technology type of perspective? It's, um, I, just, I, I just find it incredible now how you, know, you can uh, walk into a store, you can... You speak to somebody online, you're going to purchase something, and 
you know, they, they, they ask you just one piece of information about yourself. It might just be your, your, your house number or, or <laughs> I think in the future they'll say, are you male or female? And all of a sudden they'll have all the information in front of them. And the amount of information that companies now have on us, call it Big Brother, if you will, the information that they have on us is, is, is alarming. I mean, you know, we can now go online and we're going to buy some uh, some products. We'll put them in our shopping basket. And you know what? The last minute we say, oh, should we buy this? Should we not? And we we'll maybe leave it and we don't go and buy. You know, I've, I've got very good friends who work in uh, organizations in the UK who now can track what you've left in your shopping basket. And they can recontact you. They can contact the company and say, this is what is being left behind. What can we do to grab them before they decide not to purchase? But they can also contact me direct and say, hey, Jeff, let's, let's do something here. You left these in your basket. Here's an offer to get you back in to make that sale. I think that, that, is, that is just an incredible power of, of information that organizations have on us, our buying habits. I mean, you, you, this is a fabulous program. People say retail is dead, and yet the technology out there to walk up and down the aisles of a supermarket and they know exactly where to pinpoint the tin of beans, the, uh, the bottle of uh, squash. It's, it's, it's incredible. They know exactly where to put it because they know exactly you are the right person to purchase and to buy on that shelf. And it, strategically, I think that the information technology is, is superb in marketing. Um, I mean, it's it's just exciting times. It really is. It's amazing how you know people like Amazon are able to um, keep you know, keep sending you information. You, you you stumbled upon a CD or a book or something you're interested in, didn't quite buy it, and then suddenly there's kind of two or three emails relating to it over the next couple of weeks, um, or things yes. that, uh, are, or you buy a book and there's a you know a complimentary one um, that it would be ideal if you'd read one book to read the next, and it's. Uh, it's so clever, isn't it? It's so sophisticated. It is. It really is. It's um, it, 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 it's so, it, it's incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. I think you know entrepreneurs armed with this information can really benefit um, to target the consumer and to really people talk about niche marketing, but really dig down. And I've got some examples of that sort of later on in the show of niche marketing using technology to get a, a message out there, which is around the world. It's um, very exciting times, Chris, that's for sure. Fantastic. Well, we're going to leave it there um, for a few more minutes, and uh, afterwards we'll start to look at some of the real principles around and business rules now um, that are going to be so important. And so we'll just go to commercial break. We'll be back very, very shortly. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. 
Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper again of uh, bemoreachievemore.com, and uh, I'm with, I guess, Michael Jackson and Jeff Ram. As I mentioned, if you have any questions um, for the, my guests, please send them to info at bemoreachievemore.com, and uh, we shall uh, see if we can answer them for you. Um, Michael, I'd really like to ask you, um, what, what do you think, then, you know, are the new business rules or principles that are so important now when it comes to change? I guess, Chris, in many ways. Um, I talk of the seven deadly sins that businesses commit and advise people on those in my talks around the world um, in as much as I'm hoping they'll avoid committing the sins and following the new principles. And there are really seven of them. The first one is not only change itself, but you've got to change your products, your goods and services to suit the current modern audience. That's sin number one. If you believe your business is justified and, and don't deviate from the railway tracks, if you're you know, heading on down that line that you've always been on, thinking you've had a good couple of years in the past, you can carry on into the future, you're going to be wrong. You've got to start changing to deviate. So moving off the, the straight and narrow track, looking for opportunities, is, is one of those first new rules or principles. The second, really, for me, is about the image and identity that we spoke of earlier, the ethics, people, and the environment. Those three issues are equally important to what you're doing in terms of your business. Um, the other business principle is don't cut back on your soft skills. Don't slash your marketing budget. Don't cut back on training. You know, it's easy to do that, very easy to do in, in recessionary times when people think, oh, I'll spend the money again when times are better. Uh, and what you've got to do at all costs is, is avoid that. Imagine all your competitors cutting their soft skills, their service, their training, their marketing. If you have the courage to keep your spend where it is or where it was in the good years, as your competitors decrease, the gap between you and them improves dramatically. And if you really can go a little bit further and have the courage to spend more, well, the gap is just widening. So the third thing really is don't cut back on the soft stuff. Number four, the broken window scenario. Look at the stuff that's broken at a low level. Don't allow poor performances to go unchallenged. Look for what Giuliani did uh, in the days pre-9-11 when he cleaned up New York. By that broken window scenario, fixing the small stuff first, don't tackle the big projects. And I guess the last three, number five really for me, is the sin of 
that bureaucracy of red tape. If you've got policies and procedures that were chiseled on stone by somebody centuries ago, it's time to refresh them and revive them. You know, you've got to have policy and procedure. Don't use it as an excuse that can strangle the lifeblood out of your business. And the second last one, I, I think, for me, I call it the sin of envy. When you resent what your colleagues have or your competitors have, and you, you, you're in that if-only mode, if only I had this, if only I had that, I would be so much better. Well, the harsh reality of modern living is you've got what you've got. So bite your bullet, bite your lip, and get on working with what it is that you have. There's no magic panacea anywhere for anybody else. And the, the biggest thing, the last thing, the seventh point that I talk about when I talk about trends and principles and rules is to not fall into the sin of pride, the deadliest of all the business thing, uh, sins, when you glorify what you've built and done and you believe your business has a right to exist. You know, as Barack Obama says, there ain't nobody on this planet that owes you a living. You get out there and you earn every single cent, every single dollar, every single pound that you possibly can. So we've got to think different. That really is my, my mantra for business rules and principles when it comes to change. Okay. <clears throat> I guess the, uh, that, that point around the sin of envy, um, you might find that uh, people you're envying actually envying you too. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah, it's right. green, isn't it? Yeah. It, it always is. That's what people think. And of course, the grass on both sides of the fence is the same colour. Would, would you do a, do a favour and just very quickly repeat those? Yeah, sure. Number one. Uh, number one, unchanged products, goods, and services. Don't stay on the straight and narrow. Deviate. Change everything. Number two, think about your image as well as everything else in your business. But while you're doing your business, add in the three magic bullets, ethics, people, and the environment. Number three, don't skimp on the marketing. Don't cut back on the soft skills. Invest now in recessionary times to leave your competitors in the dust. Number four, fix your broken windows. We've got a great saying here in Africa that says, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one piece at a time. Fix the small stuff first. So my advice really is, sweat the small stuff. Number five, the sin of red tape and bureaucracy. Don't let your policies and procedures and your bureaucracy strangle the lifeblood out of your business. Reinvent those and make them more modern and current. And then don't envy people, the point that you just made, Chris. Don't resent what your colleagues or competitors have Work with what you've got. Life's tough, but so be it. And last of all, don't fall into that trap of believing that you have a, a given right to exist, where the sin of pride comes up and beats you with a massive blow around your head, because pride literally comes before a fall. Those are my top seven. Fantastic. So it's a bit like, don't, don't get complacent. Without a doubt. I also love, you know, that, that point is, I think, is so fundamental, the one about investing to leave competitors in the dust. Um, I, I've heard it said that in a recession, there are actually more millionaires created, that is true, but I've heard it said, more millionaires created than, when, uh, than in affluent times. And I guess these people have the opportunity to go and buy everything up because nobody else is buying. Um, so I, I guess that's the same similar sort of principle that actually you could actually get a significant competitive advantage in, in this so recession. Jeff Bram and I work in the UK with um, a very dear friend occasionally, Chris, one of those guys on that secret millionaire program that's been filmed in Britain and also in America recently, uh, a friend of ours, Kevin Morley, who sold a business of his for hundreds of millions of pounds. He's made more money since selling his business in recessionary times by doing exactly what you just said, 
by getting involved proactively, not reactively, than he ever did in the good times when he made several hundred million pounds sterling. Wow. Fantastic. I know you like, um, I know you like, uh, you, you quote on your videos some principles by Barack Obama. Um, are they woven into the seven or are they something different? Yeah, I think, I mean, change for me and Barack Obama, you know that magnificent phrase. And I, I hasten to point out, I'm not a political animal. In an American election year, I'm a business animal. But when a man comes up or a woman comes up and says, I stand for change and issues those immortal words, yes, we can. You know, it's not a surprise that people turn up to watch Barack like a rock star, whether he's in Boston or whether he's in Berlin. The man wrote about change when he was a community worker originally. And I like to talk about him in, in the talks that I give around the world because, for me, go and get a copy of his book, Download the Dreams from My Father by Barack Obama, a book that he wrote when he was a junior senator back in Illinois, long before he thought of even going into the White House or running for the, you know, for the presidential election. Now, Barack was taught the principles of change by his father, who's passed away, and that book was written by Barack himself in his early formative years. It's called The Dreams from My Father, and in it he talks of what change really means. So if you're going to get into that yes-we-can mode, he tells you there are four things you've got to do. Number one, he says, be proactive. We've been talking about that. Disregard the dogma of the past, even if you were successful previously. Number two, says Obama, focus on your knitting. Stick to what you're good at. Focus on your core competences and act responsibly around them. Your ethics, your morals, your, your compass has got to be good, set to the right course. The third of his four principles are that you must stick to your key business issues, your work, your cash, your health, and your technology. Work. I love Barack Obama's take on work. He quite simply says, nobody owes you a living on this planet. Work is a privilege. It's not a right, and it needs to be treated as such. With cash, well, he says, no, the difference between cash and credit. And I guess a good test for our listeners is if you know the difference between cash or credit, you probably didn't think in recent years that your house was becoming your bank, because your house, of course, is your home, and your bank is and always will be your bank. Treat the two very separately. On health, I guess in business, the parallel against the Obama health care policy, that the, the business relation of that is people are your biggest asset. If you ask the Fortune 500 CEOs for whom they believe, um, you know, one of, the, one of their top principles in which they believe it would be people. Our people are the biggest asset. They drive to work in the morning, they drive work, uh, home from work in the afternoon. They are your biggest asset. Treat them as such. And technology, of course, never let your customers have more technology than you. So, so far, he said, be proactive, stick to your meeting, look after your work, your cash, your health, and your technology. And the last thing that Barack talks about on change is accountability. When you can hold up your hand and say, if it is to be, it is up to me. Stop passing the buck. Stop BCCing people on your emails. Stop covering your backside. Put your hand up and say, not only will I be responsible, but you can hold me accountable for those things. Now, politics apart in an election year in the States, as there is right now, and I do believe that Mr. Obama will be the next president of the U.S., because he's got those change principles that work for you and I as the man in the street, Chris, as well as they do when you're drafting policy from the Oval Office. Wow. I should look forward to playing this back and, and taking some notes. Um, some great stuff in there. Thank, thank you for that, Michael. And I'd just like to ask Jeff, we've, we've, got, um, we've got about two and a half minutes left, um, uh, but I want to wonder if you've got a, a kind of favorite marketing story that really demonstrates uh, you know, the importance of change and, uh, 
and, and adapting, really, for a couple of minutes. You know, Chris, I've got two amazing stories, and it's only, it's only right that um, sort of here in, in Johannesburg at this moment of time that I dedicate these stories to these people. If I get to tell them in two and a half minutes, it will be a miracle, but let's give it a go. Michael said about, you know, not to cut your marketing budget, and I completely agree with him, of course. You, you don't cut your budget. But we should see the opportunity to be creative in whatever times that we live in. Because when opportunity meets creativity, great marketing happens. And that's a guarantee. Two examples. Here we go. As quick as you like. And I hope that your listeners can, can search for these companies and just have a look at how, how amazing they are. One is an entrepreneur that I came across 48 hours ago. Um, now, BP may not be the, the most... Um, highly regarded company in the, in the U.S. at this moment in time, but BP, there's a BP garage here in Johannesburg owned by an entrepreneur. And every day for the last 40 years, this entrepreneur goes out into the forecourt and chalks on a board uh, a motivational message, a funny message or an inspirational message every day for the last 40 years. People drive in and tell the owner, Alison, that it makes their day. What's the return on investment? It's everything. 100%. Chalk is, is, is uh, you know, a few cents. And she puts this message on. She's now on Twitter, on petrol, uh, hashtag petrol pump wisdom, and she's been covered in press and TV and radio all over the country. Now, that's what I call marketing. And she's an entrepreneur within a big brand. And it's a chalkboard, and she's renowned for it, and customers love it. So it's engagement. You know, my rules are all about engagement. The rules of engagement in marketing is exactly that. It's engagement. And the second one, Chris, oh, this is incredible. Um, Wimpy, the fast food burger chain, Wimpy, they produced a Braille menu, an actual menu that they gave to customers who were blind. So customers could actually feel what they could actually order. <laughs> it was just incredible. They produced the buns. They put sesame seeds on top of the buns and cooked the buns. They strategically put the sesame seeds into Braille. The bun was all in Braille. And for the very first time, customers, blind customers, could see what they were going to eat. It put smiles on their faces. A video was created. And if you type in Wimpy Braille Burger... Right now, right the second in YouTube, there are over half a million hits. Now, that is what I call marketing. The rules, for me, it's, it's the same, Chris. It's creativity, but seeing the opportunity to do something different and stepping away from the competition and going the other way because those are my rules and how you will stand out in 2012 and beyond. Fabulous. And the great stories there, and uh, great to have some South African stories. Um, I, thought, I thought the petrol one was fascinating, how, as, as we've articulated, that she's been able to go from a board um, every day for 40 oh. years, and now with the wonders of technology, it's going across South Africa and the world. Absolutely. <laughs> and I, just very quickly, Chris, for, for your listeners, uh, and I'll also send you an email and just let you know, so you can let your listeners know, I'm gonna, I, I, I shot a, a one-minute video. Uh, that I'm going to upload to my YouTube channel, Jeff Ram Marketing Speaker, and that's going to be uploaded hopefully by the weekend, and then your listeners can see it firsthand. 
Fantastic. Well, I could also put a, a, a link on my website as well on, on, on a blog for you and, Fantastic. And, and let people know about that. Brilliant. We're going to go to commercial yeah. break again now. Yeah. So after the break, we're going to find out about how we manage being 44 times busier in 2020. Back to Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel or listen on demand to our archived shows. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is uh, Chris Cooper with uh, uh, the other Michael Jackson and uh, also um, Jeff Ram. And uh, I'm pleased to hear we're getting lots of, um, lots of Facebook uh, messages and things, people enjoying the show, which is, uh, which is wonderful. And uh, thoroughly enjoying it, guys. Some really great content. I really want to know, Michael, you it's this thing about being 44 times busier in 2020. I was imagining people crashing their cars when they heard that. Um, how are we going to manage, manage that? How, what can we do to make sure that we can uh, prepare ourselves for being even busier? Yeah, I think the strange thing about change, Chris, is quite simple. It, it, it's Charles Darwin originally said, the survival of the species depends on how we adapt or whether we die. And, you know, we respond to change as human beings in much the same way. Whether you're in Vietnam, whether you're in Virginia, whether you're in London, whether you're in Preston, Lancashire, uh, whether you're in Durban, South Africa, we all respond in much the same way. And our response to change is not good. We find it an inherently difficult thing to do. You know, firstly, when change is announced, we tend to react with surprise, and then we feel frustrated because we don't really want to do stuff that we haven't learned or done before. And that frustration sometimes can manifest itself in a little bit of anger or resentment or disappointment, for example. We fear change. We, we prefer to deny it initially um, until we start to accept it. And if you imagine those negative things dragging you away downwards from where you should be going into the future on an upward curve, there's like this huge downward spiral of, Surprise, frustration, anger, disappointment, negativity. And it's only when you've dealt with those human emotions can you start with a bit of change, 
trial, a bit of acceptance, and the commitment and belief starts to follow as a result. And finally, you get to the intended meaning. Now, the problem with it is that we take three times longer to adapt to change than we should do. And especially in a world of technology, we must adapt quicker. We've got to learn to be smarter, not work harder, just run our lives at the correct pace. And it's easy to do. I mean, my mum, 73 years old, bless her, Technogram 73, all over the Internet. She's got it. My kids have got it. Everyone's got it. So when you learn to manipulate technology to master your surroundings and your circumstance, it will help you cope with a curve that's coming at you, change coming quicker and quicker and quicker, but you can do it. Fantastic, and uh, congratulations to Michael's mum over there in Preston. Um, sounds like you're really keeping up with, with change. And I think, I think there's a really interesting um, you know, a, a point in there about we've got to keep up with it. And I, and I just, when I was talking with um, one of my previous guests on my show, Dr. Ivan Meisner, and what, what uh, Ivan was saying was that out of all the research he's done is that successful people, what it really comes down to if successful people get good at doing the things that unsuccessful or less successful people don't like doing. And, and I think one of those is probably keeping up with the chain. So actually getting yourself um, uh, you know, a, a latest bit of technology that can help you be more productive, I, I think. Um, last week, Terry Bott was mentioning um, a CRM system called Oprius, which I, I've now used. And it's, it's, it takes effort and energy to do it and change the way you're doing things, but suddenly you start to become so much more productive. I, you know, I just wonder if that's a, a key sort of fundamental, Michael. There, there might be no choice, mate. You know, you either adapt or you die. That's the way it goes. You, know, you yeah. can't live your life today without the Internet. Um, and it's not just because Voice America's on and we're talking on this channel right now, but this global connectivity where people who've always bought, as Jeff will tell you as well, people have always bought from people they like and people they trust. You know, when you start communicating with people today, this is how they like and trust communication. So to avoid it, to try and live with a steam-powered vehicle and with no electricity in your home, well, I mean, unless you're Amish, you're not going to survive terribly well. I just realized we've got, we've got only a couple of minutes uh, left, so I just want to ask you both, um, is there a key message that you really want to leave people with? So I'll uh, start with you, Michael, and then we'll ask you, Jeff. And thank you for the honor of being on your show, mate. I think my final message would be this. Um, basically, change comes from within. It's not something that happens outside your front door or beyond your car, you know, beyond your car's driver's door. 15% of what happens in the world is important. 85% of what changes the world is inside you. It's your heart and your head. And you've got to get both perfectly attuned to the modern way of thinking. Brilliant advice there. And, and how about you, Jeff? As we've said before, it's, it's engagement. The rules of engagement with marketing are exactly that. It's the word engagement. Um, innovate, without a doubt. Um, create. And, and, never, and, and just get out of your comfort zone of your own industry, of your own environment, and look at how other people are doing this. And that. I suppose the last thing, and possibly the most important thing, is, is not just to have fun uh, and enjoy marketing and, and, and delivering all of the time, but uh, if there's one thing that will get you talked about, that will get you retweeted, that will get shares, that will just have people knocking on your door, if it's one thing, it's put a smile on that customer's face, that client's face. Well, however that may be, whether it be a YouTube video or a, 
a box of chocolates. It doesn't matter, Chris. Put a smile on somebody's face and never, ever lose that personal touch. Fantastic. And um, I think that's absolutely, absolutely key. And I, I listened to that point as well, Michael, you made there about... Uh, you know, you've got to change or, or die. And I guess it's a bit like riding a, a cycle. Uh, if you stop pedaling, uh, you fall off. Um, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. You know, thanks very much for, for joining us. I think it's been fascinating. And if yeah, you want to find you, out more Chris. about Mike, you're very welcome. Um, if you want to find out more about Michael Jackson, um, go to um, the other michaeljackson.com. To find out more about Jeff Ram, go to um, jeffram.com. Um, so, and again, thanks, thanks to you both. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Best wishes. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, next week's show, um, I know I was talking to uh, Michael and Jeff, and I know they'd both love to um, have the opportunity one day to speak at the, uh, the White House or, or the United Nations. Um, I think I'd probably like to be there with them too. Um, next week, we've actually got, on, on talking about collaboration, Jane Gunn, who has spoken at both of those places, and she's an expert at mediation and uh, she's going to talk about some wonderful principles about how to collaborate, which fits beautifully with what Michael was saying earlier about, uh, about, um, about collaboration being uh, you know, one of the three key, um, three key components. So if you have any questions or feedback, please send them to info at bemorechevemore.com. Leave any comments on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash bemorechevemore. Any questions, um, I'll put them to the guys. Have a fantastic week, and I should look forward to speaking to you again next week we thank you for listening to be more achieve more please join your host chris cooper again next friday at 8 a.m u.s pacific time on the voice america business channel enjoy your week thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.